Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When it comes to managing weight, one size doesn't fit all. But Smoothie King, we're made different. We offer smoothie options built around your specific goals, like cutting calories, boosting metabolism, or keeping you in ketosis, helping you get to your best weight for swimsuit season. And unlike other smoothie places, our managed weight smoothies have zero added sugar. We only serve you real ingredients and a taste you crave. We're made different because you are. So order now and find the right smoothie for you to roll the day. You bring your phone everywhere. Work, school, the movies... Now you can bring it to an Xfinity store for an easy way to switch to Xfinity Mobile, a new kind of network designed to save you money. You can get up to five lines of talk and text included with Xfinity Internet at no extra cost, so all you pay for is data. It's never been easier to switch to Xfinity Mobile and keep the phone you love. Click here to see how. Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. And tonight, our favorite show is Aquaman, the pilot, brought to you by the developers and creators of Smallville, Al Go and Miles Millar, which they created for the WB, WB, that's the WB, WB television network way back in... 2006. Can you believe it? 12 years ago. I, of course, am your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And this, obviously, is TV Party Tonight. And joining me to talk about the Aquaman TV pilot, there was no series, ladies and gentlemen. It was just a pilot, <laughs> which for some odd reason, uh, the WB didn't pick up. Uh, you know, I, I guess I don't even remember what was on the WB at the time, other than Smallville. But apparently, they 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 felt they had enough shows with what they had, and they decided not to go with Aquaman. But we're going to talk about it because we talked about the trench this week on source material. We're doing all things aquatic uh, here on the Rattlejim Broadcasting Network, and here's a man who uh, who certainly appreciates a fine comic character in Aquaman. 
from the Screaming Boy podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the Harumphy Humph, my friend, Ronnie Adams. How do you do, sir? I'm, I'm well, and I'm less harumphy tonight. Oh, I'm glad you're less harumphy. Well, it's only me and you, so if I give you shit, this is going to be a terrible show. Uh, <laughs> it's so true. Um, so we decided to talk about this instead of black sales. We called an audible. Both of us, uh, you know, who have busy lives and things to do, didn't. Uh, I didn't even try, <laughs> to be honest with you. I knew. Going, I tried. Did you? I yeah. I I spent all day out Saturday. I took my kid to uh, to basketball, and as soon as I got back from that, we went to lunch with my parents and some friends that were in town from New York. Um, my parents' friends, and then we left the kids, and we immediately went to Orlando to go see the UFC. So I had no time to do jack shit Saturday, and then Sunday I, I was before I would would have started to watch Black Sales. I was trying to get caught up on the weekly TV that I don't get to watch because I do this shit. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this shit right here. Um, so I said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do this another time, maybe, but let's do something else instead. And I have been very interested in this Aquaman TV pilot for a long time. Um, as, as you know, Johnny, uh, as you know, Ronnie, I am the schedule. And uh-huh. I, I, when I... When I knew that the Aquaman movie was being made with uh, Jason Momoa, I started looking for Aquaman things on TV to look at, and I accidentally found this, and I was like, "Oh!" oh. And boy, did I become obsessed! But <laughs> how, how, did, how did you come to the Aquaman TV pilot? I actually stumbled on it by accident. Um, I don't know how. I can't remember when and how, but it was it was a couple of years back that I, I remember seeing it somewhere. I'm going. I have to watch this. I mean, that's all there is to it. I've seen. I've seen Smallville. I've seen, you know, the other, what, what everything else that, that the that the TV has to offer on superheroes. I've not seen Aquaman. I need to see this. And oh boy, did I see it. <laughs> okay. Other than um, the cast is made up of of the following peoples. You have Justin Hartley. <laughs> I have no idea who this person is or where he's come from or what's happened to him since. I'm fairly certain this is the only thing he's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Let's look at Justin Hartley's Wikipedia page. Um, filmography. Well, he, he, in 2018, uh, he's in something called Another Time. Oh, he plays Ty Swindle in A Bad Mom's Christmas. I'm, oh, sure, you, I'm sure you saw that. <clears throat> Absolutely not. <laughs> He's in something called The Challenger, Scorpio Men on Prozac, Away with Murder, Spring Breakdown, Red Canyon, and Race You to the Bottom. Uh, his film credits are the following. Wait, those are shows? Yeah, those were sh- I didn't under... I, no. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what any of that was. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently is on This Is Us. Which is another show oh. I don't watch. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never seen that. I don't like to put myself through emotional torture week <laughs> after week, so really? I don't watch that. Yeah, you deal as, with as, me week after week. I don't like to put myself through a lot of emotional torture. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So apparently, he's got a main role as Kevin Pearson on This Is Us. 
He was on the Young and the Restless. He's on. He was on something called Mistresses. He was. Um, he had a recurring role in season three on a show called Revenge. I actually, I, I never watched it, but I was aware that it existed. Yeah. <laughs> he was on one episode of Melissa and Joey. Uh, and I'm just going to whip through these really cool. quick because the rest of this is just is just. He's like, on Melissa and Joey. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Um, Emily Owens, MD. The rest of these, he's just one episode. Castle, Chuck, Megafault, oh. Cold Case, CSI New York, obviously Aquaman, and a, and get this, a small small world here. He had a recurring role in season six and seven, and a main role in seasons eight through ten as Green Arrow slash Oliver Queen on Smallville. That's right. I forgot. There, I knew there was something odd about the, about the way they set this up. And um, I I completely forgot that he was on small or on yeah on Smallville as uh, Green Arrow. And prior to that, he was on a show called Passions. So he's done st- <laughs> <laughs> he's done stuff. He's actually uh, been nominated for a few awards, uh, and he won a Screen Actors Guild Award for yeah. outstanding performance by an ensemble in a drama series for This Is Us. Oh, so the other people actually won it. <laughs> Um, he is seconded by Lou Diamond Phillips of uh, Stand and Deliver fame, also La Bamba. Um, Denise... I'm surprised you went to Stand and Deliver first. I mean, I'm impressed actually. First thing I could think of. Um, yeah, and I, I know like La Bamba was his like breakthrough picture, but yeah, the first the thing that I that always sticks out in my mind that he did was was uh, Stand and Deliver. Uh, I actually used to teach in the middle school that fed into that high school. Oh, uh, Denise, movie. Denise, yes, a very good movie. Denise Quiones as Lieutenant Rachel Torres. I have no idea what she's done. Um, let's see, what has she done? Uh, she was on Smallville. Um, Go figure. <laughs> she was obviously in Aquaman. Um, okay, so the last thing she did in television. <laughs> 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 Might have been Aquaman, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, she was Elena Santos in something that's in another language. Mm. And, and before that, not much of anything. The, she, the last film she did was in 2010. Oh. Uh, uh, and something bless called, her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. She was in Bad Boys 2 in an uncredited role as a streetwalker in Cuba. Good for her! Good? Wow! <laughs> you, have, you have a ribbon arrived. Yes. Whatever. Hollywood has been kind to you, Miss Quiones. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Peters is Admiral Brigman. Uh, Ving Roms, we all know who he is. Amber McDonald is Ava. And uh, as far as this cast in contemporary times goes, the only one that really stands out to me is Adrian Palicki. A young Adrian Palicki as the siren and the villain of the story. Uh, of course, we know and love her uh, in her most recent role on... Uh, Seth MacFarlane's the the Orville. Orville, yeah. yes. So, so that's the cast. So I uh, tell tell me how did this compare in your mind to Smallville, which I'm assuming you were a fan of and actually watched. Um, I I did what I could as far as watch it. Um, wow, it was slightly worse than the first season of Smallville. <laughs> Okay. 
Um, you know how all seasons of all these shows that were great start out rough. I mean, Walking Dead, uh, Smallville, uh, all of all of them. They start out, you know, Orville. I mean, you know, you can see where they're like, okay, they're it's TV money, it's TV CGI. And, and as they go along, as they gain fan, you know, as they gain watchers and, and get more money, they they up the, the quality. And you see that, of course, in The Walking Dead and all. You'll see that in the Orville, um, I'm sure. Uh, you know, they, it, as it goes along, this was this was slightly above, and I mean ever so slightly, Sci-Fi Channel quality. <laughs> okay. I mean, this was this was rough, but um, as far as the storyline goes, it was slightly worse than Sci-Fi quality. Um, it, it just, like, I hate the crap on it, but it's just not good. <laughs> I thought it was adorable. <laughs> yes, they. It's like when your your child hands you a um, picture of something that's supposed to be a dog, but obviously it looks like a log with four sticks sticking out of it. And it's like, oh, that's sweet. Look at that. That's kind of like the same reaction I had. This is a good try. You yeah. should keep going. Um, with something else, but you should keep going. <laughs> now, you watch the Arrowverse shows. Do you, let, mm-hmm. Let's go through them real quick. Arrow, just say yes, no. Yes. Flash. Yes. Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, sometimes. Supergirl. Yes. Okay. How would you say this rates in... Let's just... Let, let's compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. How would you say the pilot of Aquaman compared to the pilots of any one of those four shows? <laughs> because I remember my first reaction to the Flash pilot. I almost yeah. I watched it once when I was on vacation in Tennessee, and it took me a year to go back to that show, and I had to binge it on Netflix. <laughs> um, I would have watched. I would have watched Flash over this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, if I were you, <laughs> that way. <laughs> um. For us to say it was adorable <laughs> kind of tells you what, uh, you know, the reaction I, that I had to it. Uh, it's just like, oh, man, how did, it, how, did it, how did it compare? It didn't. This was, I mean, this was choppy at best as far as the storyline goes. We'll get, I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm going to work on that in just a second. But I, yeah. I kind of want to place this amongst the... Um, now, let me ask you a question. Oh, it's last. Okay, dead last. Got it. Yeah, dead last. <laughs> dead last. Did you ever watch Birds of Prey or Constantine? I watched Constantine, mm-hmm. and I actually liked it. Okay. For what it was. Birds of Prey, I don't think I ever got to watch. Okay. I tended <laughs> to stay away from a lot of these shows for a long time. Like, I've, I've never watched... Birds of Prey. Frankly, I didn't even know it existed until recently. Right. Uh, I didn't know... I'd never watched Constantine. Then again, I didn't know Constantine was a comic book character until recently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to Uh, forgive me there. Um, See, it's nothing like the Keanu Reeves movie. Nothing. Okay. 
I didn't see the movie, so um, I'm just I'm not um, into like I'm not into warlocks and magic and stuff like that. I'm just it's just it's not my that's not what what draws me in. I'm interested now because I'm I'm digesting a lot of comic book material, especially yeah. for these shows. That's um, mainly why I watched it because yeah. it's comic book material. I mean, I like fantasy stuff, but if there's gonna be magic, there better be swords, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the wizard the, the wizard in the group needs to be accompanied by a barbarian or a knight or something or I don't give right. a shit. Um, right. <laughs> so yeah, I I came late to a lot of this stuff. Like I said, I I watched the first season of Supergirl when it aired on CBS. That I was legitimately interested in. But mm-hmm. the Flash, uh, I binged on Netflix well after the first season had started. I I had to be hospitalized twice to get into Arrow. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. That's not funny, but it is. <laughs> True story. I uh, I watched the first couple of seasons of Arrow from my hospital bed both times. Wow. I was in the hospital last year. So that's 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 incredible. <laughs> um, I never watched Smallville, though. I did used to watch the adventures of the the further adventures of Lois and Clark. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, it was. Um, let's get into... So I'm bringing all of this up to sort of establish... Uh, not parameters as such, but context for this show. Where does it lie? And, and, and the reason why I think that's important is... The, w, the former WB slash UPN uh, type shows always had a bit of melodrama to them. You know, the superhero shows, the non-superhero shows. And just to give you an example, I did used to watch... I know I had a friend of mine who was in love with Dawson's Creek. He just thought Dawson's Creek was the was the best. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't want to wait till you get over. Anyway, um... And so all of those shows, that that's what they specialized in. They specialized in sort of, you know, like teenager, early 20s, like melodrama. Yeah. And this show sits firmly in that category of, like, nighttime soap opera, melodrama-type show. It just features a superhero. Um, So I think going into it, after, you know, watching as much as I have of Arrow, which is, like, big on, way big on melodrama. Mm -hmm. um, And and ninja fighting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... And they're ninjas. Yes. Um, so all of these shows are, are super big on melodrama. I th- so I think going into this, the bar for me was... I mean, I'm going to use the word low, but that's not to say that I didn't think it was going to be good. I just knew what I was getting myself into. This wasn't going to be Man of Steel. You know? Right. This, this isn't going to be the forthcoming Aqua Bro uh, that, you know, that we're getting in December. <laughs> when, you, when these shows come out on certain stations, like... When Riverdale came out, I was staunchly against it because it's not the Archie that I grew up on, whatever. But I watched it, and I, I am a sucker. And I will admit, as as terrible as it is, I'm a sucker for these 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 melodramas that they have on there. Um, I was, you know, it was a uh, it was a, a, a weekly, you know, daily tradition to watch uh, Dawson's Creek right before I went to class in college. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I loved um, a, 
you know, Riverdale. I love Friday Night Lights. I like all this stuff. Um, just because it's so ridiculous um, that these high schoolers are going through all of this <laughs> at, at, at the age of 16 and 17. It's no, no, I'm sorry. I don't know if that really happens. I don't, you know, I, I would like to think it doesn't. Um, and I, and I don't think it does, but, um, it, it's, but it's just, they're so ridiculous and they're so addictive. You know, they're, a, you know, a guilty pleasure. I hate using that term, but it's true. Um, so that's why I was, you know, when I found this, I was kind of, what was a, you know, a CW or WB or whatever you want to call it, um, show. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be amazing. And that's, you know, that's what drew me to it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into the plot really quick. Uh, it starts with our titular hero as a child. <laughs> Here's his origin story. Um, <laughs> him and his mom are flying over the Bermuda Triangle as they get closer uh, his mother's necklace begins to glow and a surge of light and energy erupts from the ocean, which causes a cyclone and it brings the plane down. She's kidnapped by a siren. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, sirens, evil mermaids, that sort of thing. Um, but she gives Arthur her seahorse necklace. Giant seahorse. No, um, he gives her the seahorse <laughs> necklace, calls him Orin, And then we fast forward to 10, ten years later. Uh, we we see Lem. Did you ever watch The Shield? That was Lem who arrested him. Really? Yes. Never, I can't remember if I've seen this. No, not much of The Shield at all. Okay, well, good old Lemonhead shows up and arrests uh, Arthur for releasing dolphins from a marine park. Um, Lou Diamond Phillips, who plays his adoptive father, bails him out of jail. And we have, you know, and it's the... You're you're a slacker with a heart of gold. You could you know you're with wasted potential. That's that's his character in a nutshell. Um, we then the whole thing here, the whole beginning is just introducing us to all the characters here. Uh, we meet Eva, who is his partner in the dive shop and bar that they own. We meet Ving Roms, who comes to the bar and gives a cryptic warning to Arthur about his uh, destiny. Um, then we meet Torres, uh, who is a pilot, and she flies over the Bermuda Triangle, where Arthur happens to be swimming, and we get to see some of his superpowers at work. He, you know, swims like Superman and Man of Steel flies, just just does that sonic boom thing. Um, light comes out of the water, knocks her jet out of the sky, you know, he saves her and brings her to the hospital. Uh, along the way, we have another Atlantean who shows up and tries to warn Arthur that they are coming. He, of course, is then murdered by the siren, who is in, uh, Adrian Palicki. Uh, Adrian Palicki comes on to Arthur. She tries to take him for a swim and then take him for a drown. Um, his, Arthur is then <laughs> saved by uh, Ving Roms, who reveals that he, too, is an Atlantean, and he is there as the sort of godfather, protector of, uh, of Arthur. And we start to learn a little bit about who Arthur is and what Arthur is. And, you know, yes, he is the crown prince of Atlantis, the city under the sea. Um, Arthur tries to get... The plot kind of splits in two here. We have Arthur's plot, which is dealing directly with a siren who is bound and determined to get him again. She ends up killing the the messenger from Atlantis. Uh, The other part of the plot here is we have an agent who is investigating these Atlanteans, and it turns out uh, Torres is one of them. 
whether she realizes it or not. Uh, so there's that. And they, they really didn't spend too much time getting into it with the episode. Theoretically, had this been picked up for a, uh, for a series, they would have gone into more detail as to what he was doing and mm. how long these Atlanteans have been dealing with humanity. Um, but we'll leave that alone there. Uh, Siren stabs Eva and kidnaps Arthur. And then he, he, when he wakes up again, him and Ving Rams are on the boat. <sighs> Okay. Um, apparently, in order to activate <laughs> Arthur's powers, he has to splash himself with a bit of water. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh... Arthur got to get wet, see? And then he has super strength. Um, Vangrons tells him to run, save himself. He'll deal with the siren, and but Arthur won't do that because he's our hero. And between him and Ving Rams, they managed to put a f- they managed to put a harpoon uh, right between Siren's eyes, and she blinks out of existence. Uh, he goes back to the surface. Ving Rom hands him a copy of Henry the Fourth, Part One and Two, and says, "This is this is the beginning of your training, Luke." Uh, yeah, and-, <laughs> and that's where our story ends for the day. Uh, and I just want to read this really quick and get your reaction to it. Ideas for future episodes focused on environmental threats such as ocean polluters and evil oil companies. The first 13 episodes already planned out with a possible story arc involving McCaffrey being captured and taken back to Atlantis. Stories regarding mythology were set to play a small role in later episodes. Go and Miller chose to go with a more classic version from the comics of Aquaman's mythology. Ghost said, unlike Superman, there really isn't a set core mythology for Arthur Curry. There are a couple of different versions of it. We went with the most classic one. All right. Let me give you my, other than it's cute, uh, my reaction to this, and then you know, and then we can kind of kick it around a little bit. Um, this is going to be a short TV party tonight because we're only talking about one episode and why, why beat it to death. Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, you know, is this... The Wire? No. But it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> oh, you and The Wire. <laughs> this, you know, this isn't even Game of Thrones. This is not supposed to be high acting. This is teen melodrama. This is supposed to get a younger uh, age group. You know, the, the lead is very attractive. I am a very attractive dude. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sorry. I'm laughing because of the. I just got the message you sent me on Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but I mean, I'm really. And, and, and here's what I want to say about this. I'm really sad this didn't get picked up. I wanted to see where this was going, and like, I thought it was a really good first. You know, okay, really good might be over might be overblowing it. I thought it was a reasonable first effort for a teen melodrama about a superhero who talks to fish. Mm-hmm. I thought... I It, it looks gorgeous. You know, I, the, the shooting it in the keys and everything. Yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful setting where they, where they were, you know, where they went. Yeah, there, there was a show that I binge-watched on Amazon. I want to say it was like the keys or something like that. I, I honestly don't remember. But, um... It was about, you know, it was about a cop in, like, you know, in uh, South Florida... Like around the, um, I want to say uh, around uh, the swamp area, and 
he you know he would invest it was like a he was like a marshal or a state trooper or something like that and he would investigate these murders and you know he always had like an odd way of doing it it was always like him and and the uh the forensic uh doctor and then um uh, i can't remember who the other cast members were but i really i believe it or not and after that wonderful description i actually really enjoyed the show uh and it just kind of and and it, they they left it like a cliffhanger ending um and then the show got canceled so we never got you know we never found out who shot the lead um but the point that I was getting at is one of the reasons why I like the show so much. It was I I enjoyed the setting. Uh, you know, Florida for all its faults can be can be very pretty. So yeah, I I enjoyed the setting of of the the Keys, the Florida Keys. I enjoyed you know the bar the bar setting. Mm-hmm. I th- we have a very attractive lead. We had very attractive female leads, and I thought well you know this had all the elements of a fairly decent show. And again, and this is why I started the conversation with all of these other shows around it. You know, when you think, when you consider that Birds of Prey got an entire season, and Constantine got a season, and Smallville got a hundred seasons, and we're you know we're into six seasons of Arrow. Um, yeah, it's weird that this is the one where they were like, "Nope, fuck this show." <laughs> well. Uh- I have some reasons why they probably said no no to the show. The plot... Okay. Obviously, Arthur doesn't know who he is or where he came from. But he can swim 25 miles off the coast of Florida um, at the speed of, you know, sound, you know, making a sonic boom or whatever. Um they didn't explain that he knew he had his powers. He just had them. Um, that that kind of I don't I don't know why that stuck with me and, and not bothered me. But but well, I guess you could say bothered me. But um, I think he acknowledges. I think he acknowledges that he's different. I mean, the whole the whole sub subplot with the dolphins was you know him explaining I I'm weird things are happening to me that I don't understand and and I can't yeah. help myself. It, it was cool. It was funny that they said, "Oh, so you can talk to fish now," which is pretty much what he did in the beginning, right? Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it, I get that, but also, I mean, he didn't say he could swim really fast. He just did, and mm-hmm. it was like it was normal for him. And I, I, I just, <laughs> out of all the things that uh, that. Were, that went on in that show. I guess that was the one thing where I drew the line. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh, no, he doesn't know he can swim fast. Oh, um, Oliver Queen can hit can can hit anything with an arrow, even though people have guns. But you're but you're having a difficult time with right with Arthur Curry all, not knowing he has powers. All of these shows, and I'm like, Mm-mm, no, no, that plot hole right there is where I draw the line. Screw this show. I'm out. But. <laughs> But it seemed like Ving was like dialing it in, um, and Love His Heart, as as good as he is, I mean, he was fantastic in Longmire. Uh, but when you have you know for a while there, when you had Lou Diamond Phillips in a show, everybody was kind of like, oh, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those shows or one of those movies where it's just you know it's not going to be good. Um, so I mean, it, it probably had a lot of things. In, in people's minds working against it mm-hmm. but um, 
you know, I, I'm as as you know, it's a pilot though. It's definitely just a pilot, and I wish it had gotten picked up. Yeah, I really feel like they missed an opportunity here, and it's mm-hmm. it's twelve years later. At this point, this isn't happening. Um, right. <laughs> there's like, Let's hey, there's, the cast back. <laughs> there's sudden interest. Yeah, Andrea, yeah, you know, Adrian Palicki looks way different now. She was mad awkward in this, wasn't she? She was. It was weird. I, I, I'm not used to seeing her like that. Like she's, you know, bless her heart. She's doing her best to play a villain and and to be creepy and everything else and threatening. And I and I just felt like this is like one of my kids, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> try, you know, just acting and fooling around and like, you know, it's like, oh, aren't you adorable? Um, <laughs> like I did not get a sense of away. menacing from her at all. No, she was as menacing as a kitten. <laughs> Um, go ahead. Arthur's uh, Arthur's friend. Um, I can't remember. Eva. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, like, I'm an Adrian Palicki fan, and I am I am man enough to say that I find her incredibly attractive. But that girl would, is giving her a run for her money in this show. Yeah, she was okay. She had a nice body on her. I mean, all the women <laughs> in the show were attractive. They don't put ugly women in these shows. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Like your it's nines and tens are nothing. <laughs> even the even the mom was hotsy totsy. So. Let's let's bring that four in. We need somebody filling this bar stool. Yeah, exactly. The men That's can look terrible. the men can look like Ving Roms, but the women are yeah. all models. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Ving. Uh, um, the best thing you've done recently is going to be the. Uh, uh, remake of um, Dawn of the Dead (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah I wish I wish they had done more with this I wish it I think it deserved at least one season now I've been doing some research on this and I have not found a legitimate explanation for why they were like nope pass pass on this one Um, well okay let's look at the uh, speaking of Adrian Palicki let's look at the the Wonder Woman um did did he get a pilot? Did he get a treatment? Can't remember if they filmed anything or if they just said no to begin with. For Wonder Woman? Yeah. Alright, give me a second. There's actually a Wikipedia page for all of the DC shows. Okay. List of Welcome to the Wikipedia part of the show. Uh list <laughs> of, list of DC shows. Okay, list of series, television series based on DC Comics. Um, there's a Wonder Woman in the '70s. That'll be the one with Linda Carter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are you referring to exactly? Oh, Wonder Woman on NBC. Uh, 2011, unaired, not ordered to series. Okay, so unaired pilot. Yeah, not ordered to a series. Correct. Did they ever say why? Did they say? Does it say in there why it was said? They said no to it. Wonder Woman 2011 TV pilot is a never aired television pilot produced by Warner Brothers, uh, based on the DC comic character. David E. Kelly wrote the pilot, which was directed by Jeffrey Rayner. Adrian Palicki starred as the main character. Ooh, she gets around, huh? Um, mm-hmm. The Wonder Woman pilot was expected to debut in 2011, but NBC opted not to buy the series. There's actually a plot synopsis for this. Um, 
Elizabeth Hurley was going to be in this too? Wow. Wow. And Carrie Elways. Oh, good for him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Production, reception. After watching the pilot, television critic Alan Seppenwall described it as embarrassing. It was all. <laughs> it was. It was all I had feared and more. Writing about the show for Flickering Myth in 2017, Neil Calloway said it has its moments, but it was probably dated in 2011. We really didn't lose anything by it not being commissioned into series. Okay, well that explains that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know that, that totally shot my theory out. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that bad. But um, apparently that was just horrific. Um, <laughs> this offends me. Turn it off. <laughs> but um, I was going to say sometimes, yeah, you know, sometimes you, you you hit a home run, and sometimes you don't. And this was just one of those instances where they did not hit a home run. All right. Um, is there anything else about this show that bears conversation here, or? Do you want to? I mean, it's just like I said. I knew this was going to be a short program tonight, but because uh, you know we're only talking about a one-hour show. But is there anything else about it that you want to get into? Um, I'm just curious as where it would have fit in 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 the whole Smallville mythology. You know, um, they had a they had a Aquaman on Smallville. That I that I can remember, and then Aquaman in the pilot came back to play um, Green Arrow, but uh, I'm just wondering where it would have fit in, you know, if they would have done crossovers things like. I guess it's things we'll never know, but but it, it would have been interesting to find out where they what the how they would have gone with it, what they would have done with it. But well, I'm asking someone who's never really watched Smallville. <laughs> According to the wiki, it said the concept of Aquaman stemmed from a fifth season episode of Smallville, Aqua. The episode featured Arthur Curry, who was played by Alan Richson, coming to Smallville to stop an underwater weapons project being developed by Luthercorp. Aqua became the highest rated episode for Smallville that season, but it was never meant to be a backdoor pilot for an Aquaman series. However, as work progressed on Aqua, the character was recognized to have the potential for his own series. Miles Millar and Alfred Gow, the creators of Smallville, also considered a series featuring Lois Lane, but felt more confident about Aquaman. Millar <laughs> said, Aquaman was the first idea where we really thought we had a franchise where we could see 100 episodes. Um, so, yeah, I guess this was, con- this was a... Is this was supposed to be a spin-off of uh, Smallville unintentionally? And... Mm-hmm. Theoretically, I, I would imagine they would have had some crossing over of characters the way that uh, the CW shows do now. But one never I knows. I mean, I've watched Smallville, and, it, and it's actually really, really good. But this was what they were banking 100 episodes on? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, like I said, I don't want to rag on it or anything because it is what it is, but... Uh, it, it, they, it seems like they would have put a greater effort into this um, to make it a show that they could have banked 100 episodes on. You know, um, I, I feel like... Uh, let me go back up a second. Because I remember it was made available to iTunes after the fact, and it became the number one most downloaded television show on iTunes, receiving generally generally favorable reviews. And I have to wonder how long after... Um, 
they decided not to go with this show that that occurred and if anyone at the WB or or the CW as it would become you know th- you know thought to them this so shit we missed an opportunity here we screwed mm-hmm. this up um, I'm wondering if there were ever talks to revive this once it became popular on iTunes that's a, that's a very good question because um It's one of those things, though, I think they have to admit, we missed it. Once you miss the boat, there's no jumping back on it. Um, Because I think people would have, you know, been harsher on it had they, you know, tried to bring it back. Um, Because it was a failed pilot to begin with. But um, it's... I I don't know. That's a good question. So... They started with Green Arrow, that you know, who was never going to see a feature film. He's you know, right. When you think about the um, the pantheon of DC characters, you know, your God, your Trinity are right at the top: Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. They all get movies. They mm-hmm. get you know, Batman gets everything, but you know, yeah. <laughs> Batman actually stands above Superman and, and Wonder Woman. Let's face it. Yeah, but. Christ, they're giving his B and C list characters their own shows, for God's sakes. Oh my gosh. Um, but, so you have Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman at the top tier, and then underneath that you have Aquaman, Flash, and Green Lantern. Now, you know, they, they just, and then, you know, beneath that, then you start getting into your C and D list characters. So you figure, your your task with the uh, with the goal of creating television content for a network using DC characters. Green Arrow's as good as one as any. It doesn't take a lot of special effects. He's a guy with a fucking bow and arrow. Um, right. And then they, then they gave him the odd mythology of essentially being Batman with a bow. Um, right. I mean, that's what he is in the comic books. And then, weirdly, as if to say, they're probably never going to make a Flash movie. Let's go ahead and do the Flash which takes a bit more special effects. Um, and then, lo and behold, they, you know, they, they would announce years later, oh, hey, there's going to be a Flash movie. But, that, <laughs> but you know... But, they, but it's not this Flash. Yeah, it's a different Flash. It's a different Flash. Um, and everybody goes, but why? That, you know, they can, and then they continue to mess around with, with C and D list characters for Legends of Tomorrow. And then they, give, then they do Supergirl. It's sort of, you know, they're like, well, we want, well, we want to do a Superman show, but we also like, you know, but we also want girls to watch. So, Supergirl, um, right. which is fine. And again, it's not like any of these characters are showing up, with the poss- with the exception of the Flash, are showing up in the movies anytime soon. So they're great characters to use for television. That being said, you know, we do have a movie coming out uh, in December. Do you think that somebody at the CW? kind of looks back at this pilot, looks at what they have and says, maybe let's try it again. Let's, you know, or do you think that there's, there's other better characters that either deserve their own series or at least guest spots on other shows. Like they've done with, um, the, for example, the elongated man on the flash or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, whoever they decide to pull out of the ether for legends of tomorrow. (laughs) Pull out of the ether. (laughs) Arm fall off, man, which is a real <laughs> character. Uh, his arms just fell off. Uh, and 
yeah, he pulled it off and he would beat you with it. That's the whole thing. Um, <laughs> okay. They, I think if if they don't look at it and try to, you know, and play around with the um, with the possibility of, of introducing Arthur Curry into the Arrowverse, I think they're missing out. I think um, that they don't have, you know, that it's one of those things where they need if they're if they're not thinking it, they need to strongly reconsider it uh, because it, why not jump on this bandwagon? You know, it, it's it's going to it's going to draw ratings no matter what people are going to watch it you know whether they think it's going to be good or bad or whatever the you know the the bad thing is you know whether it's people people slow down for a car wreck you know (laughs) so people are going to watch it no matter what they think it's going to be like and if it's good then everybody you know is pleasantly surprised and if it's bad people will be like i told you so no matter what, people are going to go for either surprise or they're, um, you know, they're going to get their comeuppance and, or, you know, or give everybody their comeuppance and say, hey, I told you it was going to be terrible. The character I want to see the most either show up. On, I actually had, a, had an idea for this character to show up on The Flash. I want to see Power Girl, who is actually Supergirl from another yeah. uh, universe. Um, the uh, the Power Girl run of comics that I, I picked up volume one for where you know she, her secret identity is she owns her own company and all of this stuff and she's she acknowledges that she's she, you know she's the Supergirl from another she's from another um, Earth but you know she's just you know she's trying to figure things out the way the humor was written in the book is you know she acknowledges she has a huge chest and, and it becomes yeah. the source of a lot of jokes um I want that character to show up on the Flash, like that version of that character. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because I they, agree. they've established that the Supergirl, uh, in you know, as played by Melissa uh, Benoist, is also from another Earth. But like, I want, I want this this version. I want the Power Girl version. Yeah, because I think that would be a, uh, that would lead to some really good comedic moments and have and have a really good storyline behind it. Uh, um, the the one character that I would love to see show up in 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 the Arrowverse, you know, we keep calling it that, but you know, in 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 these shows would be, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see Doctor Fate yeah. show up. So, you know, I think they could do some really cool stuff with him. Well, um, considering they're dealing with a demon in Legends of Tomorrow, I would not be surprised if Doctor Fate showed up. That would be amazing. That would actually get me to actively turn on. Legends of Tomorrow, because now when I watch it, it's usually on Netflix or somewhere, you know, I stream it, uh, mm-hmm. and that's just if I have nothing else to watch, and I hate to say that because honestly, it has some pretty good you know, has some good episodes in it, and uh, and I enjoy uh, I enjoy, you know the character of the Atom and um, and it, it's just, but it's just one of those shows that has not I, it didn't grasp me at first it didn't, I wasn't all in Believe it or not, I um, Legends of Tomorrow has become my favorite Arrowverse show. You've said that before, and and, and that and that that's I, I, I find that intriguing. Uh, I, I really like that <laughs> that that you enjoy it that much. Um, 
but I it's well, just... I <laughs> here's the, well, I'll tell you why. I mean, first of all, I I like a good science fiction fantasy show. Um, mm-hmm. And I tease Jesse about the time travel thing. Like he's definitely more obsessed with time travel than I am. But oh, I do, absolutely. But I, what I like about this is it isn't just time travel. It's like they're going to historical events and setting them right, and right. they're acknowledging that if these that without these historical events happening, the world changes in in this and that way. So I enjoy that sort of thing. It isn't just time travel for time travel's sake. You actually mm-hmm. get uh, just a smidgen of historical uh, information with these yeah. episodes. Um, I, I've enjoyed the team aspect of it. On the on the melodrama scale, it's at the low end. Yeah, it definitely. Uh, from what I've seen, it's not <laughs> it's not as dramatic as Arrow. I don't think anything is as soap operas are as dramatic as Arrow right now. <laughs> yeah, he he that. He, Every season, he is just burdened. Oh. <laughs> and then even the Flash, you know, I, I was really a little soap opera. Oh yeah, my favorite part of this season, and by favorite I mean the worst, was, um, <laughs> you know, when they finally figure out uh, who the thinker is and what the thinker is doing, and 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 in an and in, in, in the least impassioned way possible, Barry says, "Hey guys, let's just go get him." <laughs> what a rallying call, Barry! Sweet, the Avengers <laughs> assembled is not. No, <laughs> it is. It is definitely not flame on. Um, <laughs> it's clobbering time. <laughs> it's clobbering time. I guess <laughs> I have to get up. All right, um, put so... my pants on for this. <laughs> I throw my hair back and forth. Um, all right. So that's really all I have to say about Aquaman. It was a fun show to watch. I'm glad we got a chance yeah. to talk about it. Um, They're it, definitely missing out on some of the. I mean, Aquaman in his, in his own right is a is a pretty troubled character, and they're missing out on some drama there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dealing with his you know his wife and his you know loss of you know they can even go into the loss of his hand. I mean, my goodness, there's so much they could do with it. Um, Were you a fan of the Aquaman comic? Uh, some of it I was, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up the new Fifty Two, uh, run of Aquaman, Green Lantern, um, and Harley Quinn. I mean, there's only so much I can buy, but I've kind of focused right. on those those characters. And probably the problem is I started with the rebirth of with the rebirth Batman run without real before I realized or before I was I was told that the new Fifty Two leads into rebirth. So. Eventually, yeah. I'll go back and read the new Fifty Two Batman's, but um, but before I got into any rebirth, this for any other character, I wanted to make sure I you know um, oh and Supergirl, I want to <laughs> I want to knock out the, these new Fifty Two volumes and then I'll start picking up the rebirth trades. Um, so yeah, I, I I was never a huge fan of Aquaman, but I'm starting to I'm starting to become a huge fan. And I'm definitely yeah, willing to read the books. Yeah, the, the same here. Um, because they've done they've done so much to flesh the character out. It's hard to it's hard to not you know want to read more about it. Indeed. All right, what do you got going on? That's great, my boy. Here in the next couple of days. Well, 
uh, if you're well, you're not listening to this live, but uh, it should be up by now. We have we just re- uh, recently recorded an episode, and it is entitled <coughs> not that uh, it's titled uh, "Let's Go to the Arcade," where we spoke about uh, we talked about um, you know our experiences with the arcade and how much we loved it back in the day. You know, uh, the as as quarter hungry as those machines were, uh, there was just something about them that didn't, uh, that the, the consoles at the time couldn't live up to. You know, we talked about Dig Dug, we talked about Double Dragon, we talked about, you know, the, the guiltiest of them all, the quarter hungry, the quarter monster, Dragon's Lair. Uh, so we had a good time. Jesse regaled us with, with some tales of the time that he managed an arcade. So you know the rise and the fall of the of the arcade as we know it. You got to get uh, Jesse got... to upload it to the Rattling and Broadcasting Network now on Spreaker because I have uh, I have not heard this thing yet and I want to hear I want to listen to it. It's it's a lot of fun. We you know we just talked about uh, we actually had uh, uh, it was Jesse and I and we had uh, one uh, totally eighties Pat 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 Mullen was on uh, so that was a lot of fun and Josh Galandros was on there with us. So we had uh, we had some good discussion. We had uh, some good uh, good times there. Uh, we also did uh, you know not not too long before that an episode called "The Empire Strikes Out," uh, where Chessie and I talked about the Last Jedi and why people hate it so much. Well, those people um, are wrong. Exactly. That's that's the the conclusion that we come to. Spoiler alert: that they're <laughs> wrong, and uh, we'll tell you why. Uh, so we we got a lot of good episodes up there. We can find us on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, and right here on the Regulation Broadcasting Network. Um, we're on all sorts of uh, social media, uh, all forms. Uh, on Facebook, just uh, look up Screaming Boy Podcast. On um, Twitter is at Screaming Boy PR, and then on Instagram it is Screaming Boy Podcast. Every um, time you say Instagram, I just want to go on the Instagram. On the, on the Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan. Um, and if you're not familiar with what we were talking about there, uh, go into the archives <laughs> of the Red Religion Broadcasting Network and uh, listen to some source material. Uh, but it is uh, a lot of fun. Uh, coming up soon, we'll have some uh, Comic Con updates where I'm going to several different cons. Uh, one is in July. I keep forgetting that it's in July. I think it's a lot sooner than it is, but one of them is in March. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Lots of cool pictures on Instagram for that. And I think that's about it. All right. So I gotta. So now I gotta ask you, what shows would you? What? Let's stick with DC. Um, okay. We'll do this because I could do this for the next five hours. Um, <laughs> so let's just stick with DC here. Assuming we can find these things on a streaming service of some kind, and you know, and I and I say this with the idea that there's going to be a DC streaming service later this year, where the crown jewel of it will be the brand new uh, for 2018 shot uh, Titan series, which will be mm-hmm. which which I'm sure we'll cover. And assuming everyone ha- gets access to this DC streaming service, um, again, on the assumption we can find these things somewhere. Is there any DC show, past or present, that you would like to do a TV party for? I know earlier today I pitched you Birds of Prey. Um, I also pitched Alexis, and you know she's <laughs> she was into it. 
you know, and I looked for a, a Birds of Prey book to do on source material to go along with it. But what book on source material show on TV Party Tonight combination would you want to do in oh, the future? Oh, my goodness. Ah. Constantine's yeah. on, my li- on my short list, but I want to... I would have to say, out of all of them, Constantine would be, would okay. be uh, the one I would be most interested in. Well, that's an easy one. That's only one season. So, um, so we can do a Constantine book. And a Constantine the show that was mm-hmm. on, um, I guess it was on NBC. Constantine books are pretty dark too, though. It's okay. okay. Uh, so we'll have to plan that for a TV party. Is there anything else that you're, you know, please don't say Smallville. Um, is, there, <laughs> is there any? Is there anything else? To, go ahead. We'd have to choose a season for that. Um, that we, we'd start with one, but. Um, <laughs> Is there anything else, past or present, that you were like, you know, Mark, you, you need to do a TV party on this show. I am passionate about this show, and we need to talk about it. Smallville. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, uh, on all the... De- I, I mean, have, have you done one on uh, Letters of Tomorrow yet? I think you have. Um, we actually haven't, but, we're, but when this season of Legends of Tomorrow finally concludes, we're going to do a TV party on it. I would kind of like to do Legends, um, okay. because uh, and, and if we could, with that, maybe do a JSA book. Um, we can definitely do a JSA book in the future. We can't do it that week, because the day that we would be doing a book, we're actually doing that TV party. Okay. I have that scheduled for a Monday, and I'm getting source material the week off. Um, gotcha. But yeah, you're more than welcome to join us, and I'll, I'll give you the date for the Legends of Tomorrow Season 3 yeah. TV party. Uh, so, okay, Constantine, yes. Birds of Prey, not particularly. Smallville, yes. Um, Supergirl. Okay. Um, uh, not, not this year, maybe next year. Um, <laughs> maybe in 2030. Definitely, I'm, I'm also doing Arrow this year, when that ends. Okay. I can actually, actually do Arrow, too. Okay. Good, I'll have you and Sean. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> any interest in uh, Preacher or Lucifer or Powerless? Any of those? Not not so much pre- Preacher or, or Lucifer because um, not, I mean, not a huge fan of either one of those books. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, Preacher was one of those ones that, that you know, it's a it's a once in a lifetime life changing book by Garth Ennis, but uh, not a. You know, it's just one of those ones where I kind of just petered off on reading it. Um, but uh, not familiar with Lucifer. Okay. So yeah. All right. So we got it. We got a definite on Constantine and small Constantine, Smallville, and Supergirl, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you and then you'll you know for sure going to be on. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow Legends. and, and Green mm-hmm. Arrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as for what's going on on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, now that we've done some scheduling, my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow night of the Metal Hammer of Doom, the 28th of February, we'll be doing Rum Ahoy, the, tri- the Triumph of Piracy. Um, next week, or depending on whenever you're listening to this, the, uh, the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, and the 8th, we've got four shows in a row. We got Source Material, Mockingbird, Volume 2, My Feminist Agenda, Calm Down, Neckbeards. Um, (laughs) 
featuring Alexis Haina of Honeysuckle Rose Creations. Uh, we got a Damn You Hollywood for the remake of Death Wish. Uh, Andrew for the Metal Hammer of Doom. We've got... Uh, you're right over there? Yeah, it's this microphone's messing up a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, we got Andrew WK. Uh, what's the name of this album? Ah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Andrew WK. It's going to be a good time. Indeed, he, the man does does enjoy his party music. <laughs> Hang on. His lyrics. His lyrics are actually pretty deep. You're not alone. Party. That's the name of the party, album. Party, party, party. <laughs> yes. And we're, we're, for those who like to party, we party hard. Um, <laughs> and then we have a death. We have an on trial, uh, the original Death Wish. So we have the new Death Wish remake with Bruce Willis. And we have the old Death Wish on trial with Charles Bronson. And that's what we got going on for uh, next ask, week. Yes, sir. Who is de- Who is defending and who is prosecuting the original Death Wish? I am prosecuting Death Wish. Oh, oh, Mark! <laughs> am I have I got a uh, Herculean task ahead of me? I love the original Death Wish. Okay, so I, we'll see. You know, the whole fun of that show is being able to pick apart people's sacred cows. So, oh yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. All right. Ronnie Adams, always a pleasure. I know I give you a a, a more than a heaping helping of garbage. Uh, it's stick <laughs> on South material, but you're a good sport, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I know <laughs> you are as well. And uh, we'll be back again next week for Ronnie Adams of the Screaming Boy podcast here on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network on Speaker. This has been TV Party tonight. Be well, be safe, and behave. phone everywhere work school the movies now you can bring it to an xfinity store for an easy way to switch to xfinity mobile a new kind of network designed to save you money you can get up to five lines of talk and text included with xfinity internet at no extra cost so all you pay for is data it's never been easier to switch to xfinity mobile and keep the phone you love click here to see how Sorry, I gotta take this. Restrictions apply. Limited to select mobile phones. Requires activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. New Xfinity Internet customers limited to up to two lines pending activation of Internet service. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through Net Credit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what Net Credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! 
What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service without all the drama. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.